You're listening to Nonprofit Unplugged with your host, the number one nonprofit lady, Shakira Relaford. This show teaches you how to start and grow your nonprofit with ease. Simply put, this is Nonprofit Made Easy. Welcome back, everyone. This is Nonprofit Unplugged. I'm your number one nonprofit lady, Shakira. And today's episode, you are going to learn the top two things you need to do to get unstuck after you have gotten your 501c3 or nonprofit tax status. All right, let's jump right into it. So I have seen so many posts this week alone about people being super happy about how they've gotten their 501c3 or 501c4, and I've seen a few 501c8 nonprofit tax statuses, tax exemptions, okay? Super proud of you. Congratulations. I just want to remind you guys before I jump into answering the question, uh, you all have done an amazing job with doing the work. You have taken the time to do your needs assessment and come up with a board and really think through your vision and your mission. And now getting the guts really to apply and submit your application for your 501c3 or any other 501c you know incorporation status and now you've gotten the news you've been waiting for which is congratulations here's your EIN number congratulations you are a an official you know 501c whatever incorp status and you are feeling beyond proud of yourself and you deserve to be give yourself a huge pat on the back i'm going to give you a big old hand clap because you guys are rocking this thing okay don't let this feeling of so now what okay get you stuck and defeated you ought to give yourself the biggest high five ever and don't let anyone anyone steal your shine you hear me or downplay the work that you've done because you've done a whole lot of hard work already okay this is just the beginning now that your the paperwork status is done let the games begin (laughs) okay it is go time now it is for real go time the first half of our of my show so far has been all about teaching you how to really get the giddy up and get going and here's how you do it so that way when you get to this moment at this exact moment now you can take everything you've done what you've learned boom and you're going to set yourself when i say you're going to set yourself light years ahead of your competition and your peers okay what we let me tell you I see it. I see it all over you guys right now. Your nonprofit is already dope AF. Okay. Dope as heck. And now it's about to get even bigger. So you finished doing all of that hard work. Now it's time for you to get going. And so back to what I was saying, I saw or have seen, excuse me, a lot of posts this week, a lot of posts about people saying, oh my God, I finished my paperwork and I'm officially, you know, a 501C, you know, whatever their in-corp status is. And they're literally asking, so now what do I do? And 
I have seen a, quite a few posts lately asking that that exact question. And I kind of thought to myself, why? What do you mean? What do you do? You do. You just do. And so I thought, you know what? This really has inspired me to make an episode about it. And here, here we go. And so what do I do now that I've gotten my 501c3? Well, step number one, come up with a strategy to help you build momentum. Okay. What I mean by strategy is write down based off of your needs assessment that you've done earlier before you submitted the paperwork, you already know what your services are, what your mission is, who your target audience is, who your target audience is not. Okay. What sets you apart and above the rest, right? Now you're going to take all of that information and go come up with your strategies. Okay. And so you're taking all of that and you're writing down. Okay. So if my target, if my mission is to end world hunger, right. And I know the people I want to reach is the people who are hungry and the people who have a compassion to want to donate toward the, 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 the suffering uh, and for and to support the well-being of people who are in need, all right, as far as food, water, and shelter, okay, disaster relief, I like to think of it. I know it's not the same as world hunger, but we'll go with it, <laughs> all right? It's still very vital. And so you understand that already. You understand what sets you apart from everyone else who wants to have the same goal. Remember, your mission is different than a goal, which is different than the vision, Okay. Remember, your mission is one to two sentences outlining exactly what you do, who you serve, and how you serve them. Okay. Your vision breaks down the goals, right? Of how you're going to accomplish that mission. Okay. And your goals themselves are going to break down to your step by step process of getting the mission accomplished. That might sound very confusing. So here we go. When I had you in the, in the beginning of the show, write, start writing down and start thinking through exactly what your vision needs to look like. Your vision is going to be the specific goals that's going to help you get there. Okay. And so when you look at your goals that you wrote down for your vision, you, you literally take those goals and break them up to short-term versus long-term goals. Now, based on your targeted audience, you need to know how do I build awareness to my program, okay? Number one, because it's great to have a business and it sucks that no one knows anything about it, right? You need to have some traffic. You need to get some eyeballs, if you will, to your services and not you, but your services, right? So you decide, okay, well, the first thing I need to do based on my goals from my vision that helps support the mission, okay, I'm going to have to maybe set up a social media account, okay? Depending on your target audience, you know your target audience may be on Facebook as far as your donors. That's great. But what about the people you serve? What about the the, the servers that you are that you that you need to outreach to? Okay, 
Well, that's where you decide, okay, now outside of social media, how do I offline, right, draw that awareness? You can always come up with flyers, come up with door hangers, uh, maybe create some direct mail postcards that you can mail out to a directory of people. Um, Start talking to other executive directors or board members of nonprofits who share a similar mission as yours or who you feel can be in direct alignment with your goals and mission. Okay. Such as depending like a hospital or food pantry. Okay. Um, and, and say, Hey, introduce yourself, start building that relationship, the partnership slash collaboration. Hi, my name is Bob Smith or John Smith or, you know, Susie Q and I am the exec or I am the founder of X, Y, and Z, you know, organization. We are new and we would love to do X, Y, and Z. How can we partner together? Okay. It's literally that simple as far as the conversation. Okay. But those are ways that you can start to see your goals from your vision board or your vision actually come to life. Okay. And before you know it, within a two week time period, you're going to be like, whoa, look at how much traction and interaction and how much momentum we were able to build. Okay. You know, or it could be that your first step um, in your, in, in establishing those goals and getting them done could be, okay, well, we need a website. Let's start working on a website, you know, or, or we need, you know, a landing page or a funnel or whatever, you know, that's a little bit advanced. So, so I wouldn't suggest that just yet, but you start thinking about how you want to build the awareness toward your target audience. Remember your awareness and marketing has to match and be in direct alignment with the persona of your donors and the people who need your services. It's a two-edged sword here, okay? And so I highly suggest that you do both, okay? I have gained a lot of success and attraction of doing both because I'm a sole believer in organic marketing. You know, it's more personal that way. But understanding who you who you are as a business, which is your needs assessment, is going to further set you above the rest because other people are going to see who you are as a business. Okay. So that's your first step. Step number one, start writing down your strategies based off of the goals in within your vision or your vision board. Okay. Step number two, implement those goals. What I mean by implement is, okay, great. You had time to sit down and write out exactly what it was that you wanted to do. So you decided, okay, for our nonprofit, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sit down with my board. I'm going to sit down with my board and I am going to schedule about four meetings with the board. We're going to talk about two different fundraising strategy, you know, fundraising ideas and we're going to start planning those fundraising ideas, okay? And then I'm also going to get a website going and I'm going to have my business verified on Twitter and Google, okay? And those are the things that need to get done for the next two months, all right? So let's say that's your strategy plan, okay? That was step one. So now we're now into step two and step two says, okay, here's how I'm gonna do it. Actually have that board meeting, 
right? Sit down with your board, brainstorm those ideas, start delegating assignments and tasks for your board to help you get the momentum going. Then you can say, okay, I'm going to set up an actual social media account, right? That's again, targeted toward your targeted audience and your donors. And then you say, okay, well, step three, good. That's done. Well, now I need to figure out how to get my business verified on Google. So you'll go to googlebusiness.com or whatever, you know, maybe create a Google account if you don't already have one, or just go ahead and establish to fill out, answer all the questions, get your business out there. And usually Google takes about a week to get everything verified. And so once that's done, you're, you could check that off your list. Okay. So that's what I mean by implementing. So take your strategy that you wrote out and put it to practice, like actually do the work. Um, and you're going to be light years ahead of the game. And I'm going to tell you why. Let's say we're at a pool. A lot of people jump into the water, sometimes feet first, sometimes head first, and they don't take the time to read the signs around them that may say no diving, right? And they don't take the time to interact with the people and get a feel for the environment. They just beeline to the water. And typically what happens when you do that, or not you, because I know you don't do that, but when other people you may know or may not know, but you may have heard of, right? When other people just jump into the water without a life jacket, how do you know that they know how to swim, right? They may have missed the sign that said, no lifeguard on duty, okay? Those people who just jump right in, and they don't read the sign that says no diving, tend to dive maybe into the wrong side of the pool. The water may be too shallow, so they'll hit their head at the bottom of the pool, or maybe too deep and they might get stuck or belly flop and leave bruises on their bodies, okay? When you jump in too fast, you, and without planning, without having an understanding of what's going on, you are setting yourself up for failure and for dangerous slippery slopes. And actually, not just that, without, without, (laughs) you know, without any type of strategy, it's going to be, in the sense of the pool scenario, physically painful, but it could be emotionally painful too. Okay. Because once that person, let's say, who just dived in and didn't pay attention and follow any of the rules or directions or whatever, they just dived in, they quickly learned this is uncomfortable. Okay. And they're going to hashtag avoid wanting to do that again. But a person who comes into the pool and they are looking, they're taking their time, they're walking in slow along the pool, maybe trying to find a pool seat. They may even um, put on, take the time to put on some sunscreen. Okay. If they're outside, they may take, they're going to take the time to read the signs. Okay. They're going to inspect the pool to see which end is shallow, which end is deep. How deep is it? Is this just three feet or is it eight feet? Okay. When you, in this scenario, the ones that come into the pool and you inspect and you read and you take in everything first before you implement you're setting yourself up for success. You're going to be the one to least likely, if if at all, ever get hurt. 
Okay, because you didn't just dive in. And this is the same thing. These two strategies, these two steps are going to be the, the very thing you need to do to get yourself unstuck after filling out your paperwork. You're going to feel so much more prepared compared to your competition. People who tend to just jump in without any planning or any strategies, they don't actually stay consistent in their work, do they? Nope. <laughs> Not even one. They don't stay consistent. And so they tend to, and over time of their lack of consistency, they turn into the haters. We don't need that kind of energy, right? My unpluggers out there, we don't need that kind of energy. We have spent the time and taken the time we needed to prepare. And now we, we're going to have a bomb nonprofit, a thriving business that will never be shut down. Why? Because we understand what our services are, who we're targeting, who their competition is, and all around how to stay afloat and remain consistent. Okay? And that's you. You all are already here. Congratulations. And so as we come to an end of this episode, I just want to remind you, when you are at the point where you're like, I finished my paperwork, it's submitted, I've gotten it back, it's been approved, I'm official, official, right? Legally official. What do I do next? The very next thing you need to do is number one, write down your strategy. Go back to your needs assessment, write, revisit your goals, revisit your mission and your vision, and write down how you think you can implement those goals in a short term and in a long term. And then step number two is to actually implement them. So actually make the steps and take the steps toward getting those goals accomplished in a more practical way. Should you have any questions for me, please shoot me an email, successwithshakira at gmail.com. Or you can send me a direct message on my Facebook and Twitter. Facebook is just my name, Shakira Relaford. Twitter is nonprofit, capital U-N-P-L-U, number one. And I'll be more than happy to assist and answer any questions you have. And as always, stay encouraged and I'll see you at the top. You've been listening to Nonprofit Unplugged. Please rate and comment this show for more amazing content. 